Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this final leg of Season 5, I'm reading my way through every single goddamn page in The Revenge of Kang, the final module in the Time Warp Adventure series for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes role-playing game. And as I do, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on each page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Revenge of Kang was written by Ray Winninger and was published in 1990. Today we're discussing page 43 of The Revenge of Kang, and there's someone I'm dying for you to meet, but we've got to go through this in order. Today's page spans the end of chapter 19, entitled Lunchtime, and extends into the beginning of chapter 20, entitled Big Man on Campus. When last we left our heroes, Ford's Furies, their time machine had landed at Hoover High School in New York City sometime in the early 60s, right before Peter Parker was about to be bitten by a radioactive spider and become Spider-Man. They materialized right near the boys' locker room. Uh, they raided the lockers and disguised themselves with 60s-era teenage boy outfits, and then, guided by information about Peter Parker found in Kang's time computer, they headed out to the high school toward the cafeteria, hoping to find Peter, figure out how Kang was going to prevent Peter from becoming Spider-Man, and intervene so that Peter Parker would become Spider-Man after all, and history would stay on course. So we're off to the cafeteria to gather information from our fellow teens, and we get some nice, succinct box text. This is back on page 42. Quote, It must be lunchtime. The cafeteria is jam-packed with students of every description. And it says every description, but actually the judge's text conveniently splits up all the students into three descriptions. You know, the three genders. Girls, tough guys, and normal boys. So Scoop, in disguise as an especially thin and wispy teenage boy, is going to inquire from the tough guys, do they perchance know where to find notorious dweeb Peter Parker? Naturally, the tough guys respond by saying, quote, that wimp Parker? Hey guys, these people know Parker. What do you say we show them what we do to wimps? And two of the tough guys start trying to fight Scoop. All of their abilities are just typical, so they're no great threat. Although, you know, Scoop's fighting is poor. Her strength and endurance are only good. She has no combat skills, and her main combat tactic is summoning and hurling jagged rocks, which is not a thing you want to do while you're undercover as a regular all-American boy. So she probably wouldn't get away unscathed from a two-on-one fistfight with a couple of teenage hooligans. Uh, however, of course, the other player characters are free to jump in and help, and altogether they should have no trouble bringing these shitty teens to heel. Uh, it says that after the fight, quote, one of the other two groups mentioned above will recognize the players as newcomers and walk over to introduce themselves. So it could be either of the two remaining groups who approach our heroes. I'm going to assume that it is the group designated the girls. And that gives us the opportunity to question these girls about Peter Parker. Quote, the girls all mention when Peter Parker's name is mentioned. Quote, that nerd. But one of them relates what seems to be an amazing story. Parker will actually be escorting Jenny Carson, one of the most popular girls in the school, to a dance tonight. It seems that Jenny was supposed to go with Flash Thompson, the local football hero, but Flash suddenly disappeared and stood her up. Parker's offer was the only other available, and Jenny would rather suffer the embarrassment of showing up with Parker, the humiliation of not attending the dance at all. There's some missing words in the original text there, but you get the point. Jenny was going to go to the dance with Flash Thompson. He vanished, but she doesn't want to be left out of the dance, so she's going with Peter Parker instead, since he's the only one available at this late date. Quote, The other girls are all amazed by this tale, since Jenny has never dated anyone who is not on the football team. Jenny cannot resist football players. She goes to every practice. So that's Jenny Carson. I can't wait to talk about Jenny Carson. Our heroes cannot wait to talk to Jenny Carson, no doubt. And fortunately, quote, 
The girls also have a copy of the high school yearbook, in which the heroes can find a pictures of Peter Parker and Jenny Carson. The girls also know that Parker often hangs out at the science labs. So now we have all the clues we need. We know what Parker looks like. We know what Jenny Carson looks like. We know the situation. There's one group of students left here to talk to, the quote, normal boys. But there's no reason to talk to the boys, literally. They just give you the same information the girls had, except they're slightly less down on Peter Parker and they don't have a copy of the yearbook. So in this, as in so many cases, nothing to be gained from talking to the boys. If you haven't yet figured out what's going on here, it is helpfully laid out in the aftermath of the scene. Quote, if Parker is attending the dance tonight, there is no way he can attend the lecture and get bitten by the radioactive spider. Kang's plan obviously involves the disappearance of Flash Thompson, and in order to prevent Kang from changing history, the heroes must somehow see that Parker does not go to the dance with Jenny Carson. And yes, Spider-Man, a hero, an important person in Marvel history, we do have to make sure that he comes into being. That's why we're here. We can't completely take our eyes off the ball. But at the same time, let's take a moment just to consider the enigmatic figure of Jenny Carson. Now we know that Kang, he's a mastermind, despite his relative simplicity of character, he is highly intelligent, like Reed Richards level intelligence, probably thereabout. And he ran a bunch of calculations on the timelines to figure out how to take over the earth. He figured out, for example, that he was going to need to take out specifically these superheroes and superhero teams that we're talking about in this adventure in order to make the whole house of cards of the heroic age come crashing down. He's an insightful, diligent, and comprehensive thinker when it comes to these topics. And his plan to eliminate Spider-Man from the timeline hinges upon Jenny Carson. Because this is what Kang knows about Jenny Carson. In fact, this is what everyone knows about Jenny Carson. Jenny Carson attends every football practice. Jenny Carson has never dated someone who is not a football player. However, in the case of this particular dance, it would be so humiliating not to attend that she would be willing to make an exception and go on a single date with Peter Parker because he's the only person available if her football player date, Flash Thompson, dropped out at the last moment. This will prevent Peter Parker from attending the lecture and prevent him from becoming Spider-Man. However, there's a possibility that King's plan can go wrong. Quote, one of the heroes can pose as a student, try out for the football team, remember the sign in the locker room, and then ask Jenny to the dance. Remember, Jenny can't resist football players, and she'll almost certainly be present at the tryouts. While Jenny does need to go to this dance, and she's willing to stoop so low as to date Peter Parker for a night to do it. If Jenny is approached, like today, like the day of the dance, by an absolute stranger who has just made the football team, she will drop Peter and go with this person because Jenny cannot resist a football player. Although maybe the text is unreliable here. Let's, let's consider the possibility. It's not that Jenny can't resist a football player. Maybe it is that Jenny won't resist a football player. Why would she? Now, it's reasonable to assume that if Jenny Carson is going to a date with Peter Parker, she's probably no older than he is. It is the 1960s, after all, and it's already embarrassing enough dating Peter Parker. I think if Jenny were like a senior, robbing the cradle by dating a freshman or sophomore Peter Parker, at that point, maybe she would just cut her losses. Think of another plan. Maybe build a robot to take her to the dance. I don't know. It's 1960s Marvel, something like that. So I think that Jenny Carson is about the same age as Peter or even younger. Now, Peter is about to become Spider-Man, which means he is, I think, a freshman or sophomore. He's 15 years old. And it is well established, enough so that it's common knowledge, that Jenny only dates football players. That implies multiple relationships. And I'm about to get to my conclusion, but I want to pump the brakes for just a moment, just for my due diligence here. First of all, and I worry about this sometimes with Tigra, so let me just lay out. I'm not here on the podcast to slut-shame anyone. That's not the point of this. And I'm especially not here to comment too crassly on 
the romantic endeavors of what appears to be a 15 or 16 year old girl. So I'm going to show some restraint in my language and lay out my hypothesis as delicately as I can. I think it is likely that Jenny Carson is trying and likely succeeding in dating every member of the football team. Think of think of the diligence. Think of how hard she's going at this. Every practice. She's not a fan. She's a fucking scout. She's out there watching their every move and plotting her next move. Think of the dedication that it takes for a freshman or sophomore in high school to be known as the girl in school who is systematically dating football players. This is not unrestrained passion. This is cold intensity. And you know because she's dating Peter Parker. Nobody, I mean, listen, Peter Parker, in a certain sense, a great guy, in a certain sense, a hero, at a certain point in his growth as a person. Peter Parker, age 15, before he becomes Spider-Man, not a catch, not a guy you want to be spending time with. Nobody wants to be around him, least of all, Jenny Carson. But I think what this is, she's not out here just throwing herself at whoever she's attracted to. She's got a plan, and she knows she needs to maintain her stock at a certain level right? She needs to keep a certain level of clout in the Hoover High social sphere to be able to meet, acquaint herself with, and ultimately date the shit out of the really high status football players. She's going to lose that clout if she's missing dances. Other people are moving ahead on the leaderboard if she does that. She can't miss this dance. So she might as well take the L for dating Peter Parker because she would rather that the social arbiters of Hoover High grade her an F rather than a zero in this dating cycle. Do you know what I mean? It's the only way that it makes sense. And Kang knows that's exactly what Jenny Carson's going to do because Jenny Carson is so devoted to this, so singular in her focus. Kang the Conqueror, in his play to control the timeline, was researching Spider-Man and was like, This kid Jenny Carson's got her skirt in a ruffle for football players. And he was able to deduce that of all the people who've interacted with Spider-Man's timeline in his early years, Jenny Carson is the one he can count on. If I throw a wrench in the works here and if I mess with her dream of getting successively dated by every football player on the football team, she is going to respond. She is going to respond urgently and forcefully to get her plan back on track. To the extent that I am willing to literally bet dominion over the earth on Jenny Carson figuring it out and getting Peter Parker to that dance to keep her dream alive. So all I need to do is uh, kidnap Flash Thompson, which by the way, let's not just pass right over that. Let me go kidnap this young man so that his date to the dance will instantly call up Peter Parker with a mercenary gleam in her eye and say, Peter, you know and I know what this is. I need you to take me to the dance. I'm willing to date you for one night. And I mean date you because otherwise my whole football player dating timeline is going to be fucked over this. Oh, by the way, Flash Thompson has been kidnapped. I'll see you at 6 p.m. I'm going to call it the dumbest thing on this page, this Jenny Carson plan. But once again, I am fully invested in this leg of the scenario. I already love Jenny Carson. Honestly, I think after this chapter, what I would love to see is let's leave behind the story of Ford's Furies and Peter Parker for a little while, and let's just follow Jenny Carson and her life, because I think this is a girl who's going places. I know we can't do that, but we are going to be seeing more of Jenny if we can manage to get ourselves onto this football team. And that takes us to the football tryouts. Join me next time as Iron Blood, Scoop, and Cub Scout get out there on the gridiron and play their hearts out for the fair hand of Jenny Carson and All Ears attempts to save the timeline by other means on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays 
when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband. <laughs>